You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We are back for another edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Another three-man crew bringing you into Conference Championship Weekend for the NFL. Of course, my co-host Julian Edlow in the house here giving some bad college bets as of late, but he's going to bounce back. Don't worry about that. We're 1-0 on our last one college basketball bet. (laughs) Always biased by URI, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Up Up 17 blowing the cover. I can't control these things. Auburn actually was up 19 and almost blew the cover in the second bet. We, we don't but came through for us. We so as I want to know on the last one college basketball bets, let's get into our guest. Yeah. Very, very excited to have yet another guest this week. Alan Bell from CBS Sportsline is going to be joining us for this one, helping you get and kind of navigate through all the betting angles you can do over on the DraftKings Sportsbook on Twitter. Alan Bell 247, 247, baby. Alan Bell. Welcome to the show, man. Glad to have you on. Hey, what's up, boys? Y'all doing all right? We are doing good. You know, some of us didn't tail Julian last night, but that's all right, you know? Yeah, I yeah. Do- so, okay, so let me get this right. So we were talking about an Auburn bet, right? Like, that's what he put on? All right, so let me say, I live here in Nashville, okay? So in Tennessee, we're pretty used to Bruce Pearl. Obviously, it didn't end well, but the man wins games and he covers games. Yeah, <laughs> like Julian knows what he's talking about. Bruce Pearl is a good tail right there, yeah. Auburn See, I is was three three zero and one against the spread since they got Sharif Cooper in the lineup. Yep. Freshman point guard, probably going to be a, a lottery pick. So they've been covering. That's right. Brilliant, brilliant move by covering. you, man. I'm telling you, you nailed it. Yeah, I like this See? guy. He's giving, <laughs> he's, he's hyping you up. He's putting you back on the pedestal. All right, <laughs> let's get right into the games this weekend. Starting off with the game that I think I'm actually looking more forward to than the second one: Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Green Bay Packers. Packers. Three and a half point favorites for this one, an over under of 51. This game really hasn't moved much in terms of line movement. Green Bay Packers open up at four as four and a half point favorites, over under 51 and a half there. Green Bay has been one of the better cover teams in the league, 11 and six overall, covering by an average margin of four points. They've been excellent as home favorites at six and three. Alan, for me, this is going to be, I, I think this has shootout potential written all over. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary has just been absolutely decimated in the second half. The Packers are a team you can run against. We're going to still kind of waiting on what the situation is going to be with that, with Ronald Jones. Leonard Fournette looked pretty good last week here, but two good teams that have been, that have covered well this season. 
What do we think of the early thoughts on this one? Yeah, so, all right, so let, let's say this. Let's start here. <clears throat> it's going to be a fantastic game. I think we've got two good football teams. Uh, I think the line is set pretty much where probably it should be. Um, but here are my thoughts, and I try not to overthink things, especially in terms of wagering. And with the Green Bay Packers, they've given me no reason not to ride them every single week. All right, they've won seven straight games by seven-plus points. They've allowed 18 or fewer points in each of the past four games. Quite frankly, we can read off a million stats. The Green Bay Packers are playing their most efficient football on both sides of the foot on both sides of the ball that, that possibly that they that they can. Like I think that they are maximizing exactly who they are. Aaron Rodgers, you know, you look at Tampa Bay last week against the Saints, <clears throat> all their touchdowns came off of turnovers. That's great, except when Aaron Rodgers doesn't give you any turnovers. Right. Like he, they're going to force you to go 80 yards, 75 yard drives. And not that Brady can't do it, but to do it consistently, consistently, consistently when Aaron might be tearing up their secondary. Uh, there's no reason for me to not bet the Packers because they've come through legitimately week after week. Julian, what do you think? I'm 100 percent in with with what Alan has to yeah. say there. Uh, I, I like the Packers as the right side of this game. They've had one bad game this year, and that one bad game was at Tampa. They went up 10 nothing and lost the game 38-10. to uh, So is it a bad matchup? I don't – like, the Bucks defense really made Drew Brees look awful, but he's playing, like, broken ribs, torn rotator cuff, yeah. all these things being thrown out, and just getting flat-out old. I know Brady and Rodgers keep balling out when they're getting old, but most guys can't do that, and Drew Brees didn't do that this year. Uh the, the the interceptions like one of my big things of why the bucks will be good when they got tom brady was he's not going to turn it over like winston if winston didn't have the turnovers the bucks right. would have been maybe in this situation last year you erase those turnovers rogers isn't going to have the turnovers that breeze had last week that completely swung the game those first three turnovers were 21 points for the bucks uh now rogers did throw a pick six and almost a second pick six in that game in tampa Prior to that, he has three pick sixes in his career. Yep. He, he had one in that game and almost had a second. So that's not going to happen again. It's at Lambeau. It's where Rodgers has been a covering machine. He covers he covers 70% as a favorite of under seven points at Lambeau. Um, I, look, the Bucks are a good team. They're, they're, they're getting it together right now, as Brady teams do at this time of the year. I just don't know. Like Brady did decline a little bit in those outdoor New England weather games as his career went on. I know going into this game, it's Lambo, it's snow, it's Brady's done this before, but he showed decline. So I, I think that this is the the weather. Forget the home field, just the being outdoors in this weather is going to favor Rodgers over Brady as well. So the Packers are covering machines. The numbers, like Alan said, give absolutely no reason to go against them. I will brush that thirty-eight to ten game right off in fact give the Packers more motivation with it and, and give me Green Bay at home so here's where I'll play double at devil's advocate here you know we look at the performance that we saw from Brady last week and you know it wasn't anything spectacular like everyone says like oh we didn't look that great or anything but the Saints have been a team that have given him trouble because they have an excellent pass rush and that has been one of the biggest downfalls for Tom Brady when he's under pressure you know just by looking at the numbers this year he's actually been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league in that situation his adjusted completion percentage we talked about this last week was about 51 and that's sandwiched in between a guy who doesn't even play in the NFL anymore Carson Wentz you know backup starter whatever you want to call him and Drew Locke 
he's not going to get that kind of resistance from the Packers. You know, the Packers pass rush, I say, is probably around league average, but it's not as good as the Saints. The Saints were by far one of the best pass rushing teams in the league. So, Alan, for you, does that give you any type of pause? Because now if you have Brady working with a clean pocket, he has just so many weapons that he can go to. And for me, that's where it starts to get a bit scary. If it's the Packers, you know, if you can stop Devontae Adams, you're pretty much coasting here at this point. You know, no one's really going to beat you other than Devontae Adams, maybe Aaron Jones. But with the Buccaneers, there's just a plethora of guys that he can go to and go to with confidence. I mean, even guys like Scotty Miller when they come on the field, he has no problem going deep to somebody like him. Does that give you any type of pause with this um, um, With this being a three and a half? Nah, not really. And, and I'll explain why. I agree with everything you just said. I think you're exactly right. I think you're spot on. Um, what doesn't give me pause is, you know, a, a metric that I really like to look at are points per possession. I think it's a very important, you know, in football. And you look at the Green Bay Packers, it's almost 3.1. And that would be the best since that we've seen in the NFL since 2000. Like, they are so efficient. And, you know, not only do the Green Bay Packers legitimately put up points on seemingly almost every single drive. Like, Aaron Rodgers had more touchdown passes than the team had punts this year. Like, that's a real yeah. stat, right? Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a real thing. <laughs> and, like, not only do they do that, but they put up touchdowns too. Like, you look at, like, I, I think the Packers legit had the fewest amount of attempted field goals this year. So, I, I say that to say Tampa's going to score. And the Packers know that. They know that Brady is going to put up points. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette will put up points. Like, they will. However, I don't know if Tampa can go drive for drive for drive for drive like Green Bay will, right? And especially if Green Bay's not giving you the ball. And I think Green Bay is going to have the better passing attack. I think that they'll have the better running attack. And I think that that, uh, Aaron Rodgers can create a better running attack by a short passing attack. I know that that sounds confusing, and Tom Brady's lived off that forever. But Aaron Rodgers is just so good right now. So essentially, long story short, if Aaron Rodgers and the Packers aren't turning the ball over, yeah, good luck. Like it's going to take that and you're going to have to maximize it out as well. Any thoughts on that Julian? Agree. I like we're, we're too, too similar in, in our thoughts with this game almost, but it's, it's what the Packers have been all, all season. Like I said, they had one bad game and it did happen to come in Tampa, but I'm going to say that that's, that's random. I don't think it was too much what Tampa necessarily had to do in in that game Rodgers it's going to come down to turnovers the way that the Bucs won on turnovers last week in New Orleans and I'm putting my money on Rodgers not having those turnovers I don't think Brady's necessarily going to have a bad game but I do think the weather might slow him a little bit as it did even in some New England games like I said and then Maybe maybe Brady makes maybe there's one interception in this game and Brady has it. If, yeah. if it go if things go that way, the Packers are going to win this game by at least a touchdown. Like Brady almost had a dumb interception towards the end of that game. I think when it was still tied, we saw the camera go to him. He said, uh, "Dumb bleep and throw," <laughs> and it could have easily gone for a pick six, and that game would have been completely different. But if, if, if Green Bay gets their hands on, on a pass like that one time in this game uh, and Rodgers doesn't turn it over like he generally doesn't, it's going to be really hard for Tampa to stick around. And, and I'll give All you right. a stat real quick. Let me give you a stat real quick. So one thing that we're not you know, kind of thinking about, this is going to be the Bucks' third straight road game in the playoffs. Okay? Yeah. 
So I went back and did the numbers. The last seven times that a team was playing its third straight game on the road in the playoffs, <clears throat> they're one and six straight up and one and six against the spread. Like you are battling all kinds of elements there. And to be doing all of that against not only the MVP of the league, but one of the best, most efficient seasons we've ever seen, like arguably, I, I just don't know if Tampa can do it. Like it's just so much that they have to overcome that. Yeah. I just want to quickly go over the over-under here. I think we're all in agreement that this one is likely going to the over here. These have been two teams that have been excellent hitting the over. Green Bay 10-7 and seven overall with the over covering by an average of 4.7 points. Buccaneers 10-8 and eight covering by an average of 3.5 points. Like I mentioned, this is at 51. It's only come down a half a point since it was released. So I think it's pretty telling that this line really hasn't moved much here. But I feel pretty comfortable to, about taking the over at 51 here like like you said, Alan, you know, the Buccaneers are going to score. You know, can they stop the Buccaneers, stop Devontae Adams? Most likely not because nobody has been able to stop Devontae Adams. And this secondary that is just, like I mentioned, completely fallen apart in the second half of the season is certainly not going to regain their composure and stop body, somebody like Devontae Adams. But uh, where, Alan, at this point, if this line started getting some heavy steam and started to, hit, started to move up more, where would you kind of stop and think about the under. Cause for me, like I would be comfortable even taking this up to, and this is likely not going to happen, but just kind of just playing the numbers here. If this moved up even, you know, two, three or more, two or three more points, I still feel, I feel like that would be an over for me. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm with you. So if you look at all the data, right, the Packers have gone over in six straight playoff games, 50 plus in each of one of those, they've covered the spread in three straight home playoff games. But here's the hard part for me. I think that I know exactly where Green Bay is going to be. I think they're going to be around 30 to 33 points. Yep. I don't know where Tampa is going to be. Like, that's the hardest thing for me is that Tampa could legit be seven. Tampa could be 28. Like, neither of those would surprise me, but I can't pinpoint exactly where they're going to be. Like, I could legit see a game. I mean, I could see Green Bay winning 30 to seven. Like, that would not surprise me whatsoever. And Green Bay does every single thing right offensively but we're sitting at 37 points and we're way under, right? right? Like, you know, the, the elements are going to be there. Um, and, and not that we're worried about Tom Brady in cold weather, but what about everyone else? Yes. Like, sure. Are they used to cold weather? Like we, what we've seen from Godwin, he's dropping what seven, you know, his last like seven straight passes, right? Like long story short, I don't, I don't know because I don't know where Tampa is going to be. And that scares me. And so, just for projections, what Tampa is going to be DK Sportsbook has the Bucks team total at 23 and a half with minus yeah. 125 to the over. So DK feels like Tampa is going to get to at least 24 points in this game. But I agree for the most part with your assessment. I don't know. 30 to seven would, I guess, shock me <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Like, <laughs> I think that Brady, I think that Brady is going to show up and compete in this game and get, yeah. let's say like, where I would start to not be shocked is like 30 to 17, 30 to 20, yeah. like that type of game. I feel like Green Bay definitely has the potential to win. Um, so two ways, I guess, that we can, if, if we're not totally comfortable with the over because we're not totally comfortable with what Tampa's going to be, two ways we can look at it. Number one, Green Bay Packers team total over 27 and a half. Mm. That feels like getting to 28 should be something that Aaron Rodgers should be able to do in this game. So I think that's safer than playing the game total. Second option, 
if we really love the Packers, we can get rid of the points, take the money line, and parlay it with an alternate total. Oh, so you want to get it at minus 110, your standard juice. Packers money line over 41 and a half points is what gets you to minus 110 on DK Sportsbook. Yeah. That feels pretty safe. Both of those, it, the team total and the alternate parlay. It does. And let me say this. Here's a, just a little nugget like to go along with that. You look at the Packers in the second quarter of games of their of nine of their last 10 games, they scored 13 or more points, right? So like they, they put up points in the first half. So I'm with you. They're going, they're, they're going to hit their team total. Like I have zero, you know, concern about them doing it. So I, I think it's a good play by you. That's a, that's a smart idea of if you don't feel the total, you know, kind of go that route. All right. Well, two more before we finally let Steve talk again, two more yeah. thoughts here yeah. on, on that, because that's a great number. I like that first. Packers first half team total 13 and a half. Yep. That sounds nice. Yep. Um, just based on that number alone. Yeah. And uh, second, you can get burned here by waiting and seeing how the first quarter goes, but just betting the Packers in the second quarter, either to, if you get a second quarter line, you bet them live second quarter money line or whatever the points may be. Um, take them first half line. If it's a tie game or whatever, going into the second quarter, you can try and take advantage of that live. So it. that's actually so that's actually a good segue because looking at some of the numbers here, the Buccaneers are allowing an average of six points in the first quarter. That's actually one of the highest in the league. In the first half, 13.2 points. So we're right on that number. We're yeah. talking about those team totals. But that's bringing me to my next point here. We're gonna get into a little bit of the player props here. And Julian, you've you know, you've we've texted about this. Devontae Adams' first touchdown. Now, these are always so random, okay? Unbelievable. You really can't predict this. But he's at plus 525 to score the first touchdown in this game. I went back and looked through all the game logs. He's done this six times this season. Six times. And, and you're getting plus 525. And that's lower than usual, by the way. Go ahead. Well, he right. He's moved down in the odds. But remember, Adams also missed a couple regular season games. So the right. record, he, he's played 15 total. He played 14 games, and then he played last week in the playoff game. So Devontae Adams' record to the first touchdown is 6-9, and nine, which you don't, love six and, you don't love 6-9 and nine records. But when it's plus 600 first right. touchdown scores, it's unbelievable. So Devontae Adams is 6-9 and nine to the first touchdown. If you bet him every game, you're plus 28 units on the season on Devontae <laughs> Adams' first touchdown. Wow. I haven't been doing this. I feel like I've absolutely missed out. I'm probably going to do it now this week at the lowest odds yet. And he's not going to score first because the odds are he doesn't score first, but how can you not take it at this point at at better than plus 500, just the way he's been going. And you look at some of the secondaries that he, I'm sorry, real quick, Alan, you look at some of the secondaries he's done it against, you know, the Texans, the Vikings, the 49ers, the bears, Eagles, Titans, like all extremely beatable secondaries. And this is exactly what he's got again this week. Go ahead, Alan. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I was going to completely agree. Like, I mean, the, the, those are good numbers. Like, you take that shot. Like, even if you're playing, you know, a quarter of a unit, whatever you're doing, like, that's absolutely worth a shot. Those are fantastic numbers, yeah. And you look at the anytime touchdown, obviously, you know, that's just, you know, it feels like a layup. But the, obviously, the numbers are not on your side for that one. That one is currently at minus 182 is obviously the only one that's in there. Everyone else is plus odds to score a touchdown there. So, you know, it's, you know, if you want to throw it in like a parlay or something, you know, for the anytime, but man, that anytime touchdown plus five twenty-five with how often it's happened this year. Like it's, I don't have the numbers for this, but I can't even imagine anybody is even close to doing this six times a season. Like I'm trying to even think on no. like, maybe Dalvin cook is in that somewhere, but like, 
that is just insane to me that he's done that six times this season. And then you bring up to Julian that he missed a couple games this season. So I feel like you just got to throw a little bit on there, even, you know, like Alan said, if it's a quarter of a unit or whatnot, but I mean, the, the, how, how consistently this has happened this season has just been amazing. Yeah. You can't not do it. And, and I'll say this, you know, if we're talking about anytime touchdowns, you know, in, in terms of a prop bet, Aaron Jones has rushed for a touchdown in every single playoff game he's ever played. Yeah. Now I know it's only three games, but he's done it in all three games. Right. So like, I don't know, I don't have the numbers in front of me of what that is. You know, it's probably a plus one ten or he's plus one fifteen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was, was minus, he was minus one Oh five last week. Yeah. Um, and got, I took it. I got a little worried about it because the, um, Jamal Williams is getting those yeah. red zone carries. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's another one. Like, you know, whether you play a, a full unit, quarter, half, whatever, like, yeah, play that one. It's just the odds tell you to do it, you know. Before we switch over to the next game, Julian, was there anything else that kind of caught you on any uh, player props here for this for this game? So Aaron Rodgers – passing touchdowns you can yep. get over two and a half which is meh but it's plus 145 to the over i just think it's good plus money if you do wind up going that route i don't necessarily love it like we said we think there might be a rushing touchdown too um by jones but the the plus 145 caught me there tampa has a really good run defense so we get aaron jones at a yeah. pretty low prop 59 and a half rushing yards yeah that's low that feels pretty low for a guy like Aaron Jones, even against this Bucks defense that that's been so good. Um, and then you always just have to look at the Devonte Adams receiving prop. It's 87 and a half yards. It's a lot. You can't talk me into the under it's either the over or nothing. Um, if, if you're playing them in that game and then receptions is seven and a half, kind of a lot. I, I would probably look, look to the yards, but, not necessarily any plays there, but just scrolling through them and, uh, you know, working through some different stuff. One, I, I don't, we can look more into the matchup here too, but in the matchup section, you can, you can bet the tight ends who's going to have more receiving yards, Robert yep. Tunyon or Gronk. Gronk got targeted a lot in the New Orleans game, but he wasn't catching any of them. And he was strictly a blocker in the Washington game. Um, whereas, you know, Roger seems to like going to tight end and the lack of depth at receiver comes into play there. So Robert Tunyon minus 134 to have more receiving yards than Gronk. That was also one that jumped out to me. All right, let's move over to the Bills and the Chiefs game. Obviously, a lot of people hyped up for this one, as you should be. We're recording this Thursday afternoon. We still haven't had official confirmation that Patrick Mahomes is going to play in this one. He isn't dealing with any concussion symptoms, but there is a foot injury, more specifically a toe injury that was bothering him. We did see that last week. He was kind of hobbling around a little bit before he ended up getting the concussion, which he was. that was probably one of the most, like, totally gone that I've seen in a while for a football player. Like he wasn't, he was like giraffe legs trying to get up after he got knocked there. But it's actually amazing to me that he's already like, you know, not dealing with any symptoms or anything because he was out. Like he was absolutely knocked out in that game, but it's he's on track to play. So there is that there. Buffalo has been one of the best teams against the spread 12 and six overall. And this is the big one for me. They've been underdogs five times this season. They're four and one against the spread as underdogs. And they covered by an average margin of 11 points. And those games that they were underdogs, they weren't cheapies either. They covered against Seattle, the Cardinals, 
the 49ers, and then that blowout against Miami. So it's not like these were games where, you know, they were huge underdogs and whatever, like they covered, you know, pretty comfortably in those games that they were underdogs in. And so that's, that's a big thing for me too. And then that's before we even get into the fact that the chiefs have been a nightmare to bet on against the spread since they covered that week eight spread, which was minus 20 against the jets. They are one and nine against the spread since the only game that they covered was the minus two and a half against the saints. Every other game, they have failed to cover the spread. It's been a massive problem. And that has been the biggest problem with me for the Chiefs is they are just letting teams hang around all throughout the game. Like when we think about the Chiefs, we think about them going out there, blowing out teams. It's not even close. We're getting into the late third quarter, late fourth quarter. And you're like, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. That is so unlike the Chiefs. And they are so stockpiled with offensive firepower. Even guys that are coming off the bench. You know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's hurt. Okay, you still got Le'Veon Bell, Darrell Williams making it happen. They just cannot cover. So for me, I like the Chiefs to win. Can they cover minus three? I, I'm, I'm thinking about it way more than I feel like I should be. What do you think, Alan? Let me tell you this. There's one team in the left in the NFL playoffs that holds the worst red zone defense and has the worst point differential in the NFL since week 10. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. The Buffalo Bills right now are, if you just look at the data, they are head and shoulders way better than the Kansas City Chiefs at every angle. They're the most efficient team in the red zone. Uh, Josh Allen, I think, has thrown 43 touchdown passes in the red zone in his career. He's rushed for 24 and thrown zero interceptions. Every single data point tells me that the Buffalo Bills are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, here's the hard part. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, those three alone can make up differences of a team that's better than them. Yep. So that's what gives me risk. But, dude, you're right. I mean, everything that you said, those numbers in terms of betting, it's the worst in the NFL, 1-8 against the spread since that time. Like, they haven't won a game by more than six points since that week eight, right? Like, I, I do not trust them at all to cover a spread whatsoever. So I'm going to play Buffalo and I'm going to put a little on Buffalo's money line because I think that they're the better team, but Kansas city probably wins this game. It's tough. It's, yeah. it's so tough. And like, even like looking at that over under, yeah. because like, like, like you mentioned, they're winning. Like, I think it was um, heading into last week, their average winning margin besides week 17, because they sat everybody. So it includes that it was like 3.8 points. And yeah. they've also been a bad team at hitting the over because of that point. Yeah. So, Julian, what, what are your thoughts on this one? Because we're, another part where I struggle is that the Kansas City Chiefs have a very good secondary. You know, they do have the ability to shut down guys like Stephon Diggs. So does that mean that Josh Allen has to rely upon guys like John Brown, Cole Beasley, who is still banged up, maybe even Gabriel Davis? This is such a hard game for me, and this is why I like the other game much more. Because I feel a lot more confident in that one than I do this one. Like, I feel like the line is set. If you just look at this game on paper and you look at how the lines are set, it makes total sense. Okay. Yeah. Kansas City is favored by three over under 54. But then when you start going into the numbers, that's where I can't decide. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, the look, I mean, watch Tampa win the game. But the easy thing we say about the first game is that the numbers match up with our opinions. Um, I, my, you know, my, my head likes the Packers and the numbers like the Packers and it makes it an easier bet. 
here the numbers clearly like the Bills, and I'm, I'm not going to argue with it, but I like the Chiefs. Uh, and I like that the Bills are becoming more – the Bills are kind of the sharp side, but the Bills are also kind yeah. of becoming the public side because people are worried about Mahomes. The Bills are red hot. Um, so I like that the Bills are becoming public. I'll take the Chiefs. I don't know if I'm actually going to bet the minus three because I have uh, – I, I got in late on some futures, but one of them being basically Kansas City plus 125 to win the AFC, and then I have them at the plus 200 to win the Super Bowl. So, I, like, I'm in on Kansas City. I don't, I don't need the minus three. Um, I also have the Packers and Bucks at plus money to win the NFC. So I'm a big okay fan with the, the facts. All right, we get um, it. We get it. <laughs> play futures. Play futures. So, look, the I, I like that the spread is is wrong. Um, and you know, the bills have been doing very well at home with these fans behind them. Now they're going to go another place that has fans, uh, that'll be a tough atmosphere in, in Kansas city. Um, Josh Allen made a huge mistake that almost cost them the game against the Colts. Yeah. A similar mistake to the one that he made in that collapse against the Texans last year. I'm not convinced that Josh Allen now the moment's really big. Like they got the playoff monkey right. off their back. Now the moment's really big. I'm not convinced that Josh Allen's not going to make a big mistake in this game. Uh, whereas I trust Mahomes a lot more, even, even a little hobbled the tight end matchup, which we can talk about getting into props should be extremely favorable for Kelsey. Yeah. I think he'll be ex- very involved in this game against the bills who are awful against tight ends. Uh, the chiefs are awful against tight ends too, but the bills don't have as much to utilize there. And then Hill is going to be involved in, in some capacity. Um, you know, White is a good corner, but nobody really can stick with Hill down the field. And like we said, it takes one. It's not like you're going to pepper it to Hill all, all game on these short slants. Like, just mess up once, and he's going to get past you. So I'm taking the lethal team in Kansas City, even though I'm laying more points than I should be and, and, and trusting them. If, if we looked ahead – Weeks ago, um, the we would be laughing at, at this line, and I'm just kind of yeah. trusting that teams will revert back to what we what we thought they were. So l- let me say this real quick. I, I think Julian brings up a great point, and I completely agree with this. And it's probably going to drive listeners crazy because it's every single like it's every single point that's not tangible whatsoever. But he's exactly right. This is a big moment for Buffalo, and you're doing it on the road, and you're doing it against the best team in the NFL. And you're doing it against the most popular quarterback in the, like all those things that like in terms of wagers that really mean nothing to anything, they're at the real, like I, I completely agree with that. Right. Like, I think I agree that Buffalo, all the numbers say that they're playing much better than the Kansas city chiefs, but are you actually going to go in and win that game? Probably not. Like, probably not. Like, I, I mean, and, and that, that doesn't give any data point to anything, but I agree. Like the, the chiefs are, just it, that's a big spot for Buffalo to go in and, 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 and knock them out. I, I just don't know if they're going to, I think they can do it. Do they do it? Probably not. Let's talk about the over under here too. Cause I think this is another one that's pretty difficult. Like I said, it's currently sitting at 54. The Buffalo bills have been one of the best teams hitting the over 11, six and one overall where the chiefs have gone just eight and nine. And like I said, I feel like we're seeing both ends of the spectrum here. We have a bills team who was very fast. They, excellent in the red zone 
that's kind of what we have the perception with the Chiefs, but hitting the over has been a major issue for them. So it's another inflated total for a team that has just simply not been hitting the over. Now, when you think about the two offenses side by side, yes, they should easily, you know, put up at least 54 points in this one. But again, this is a, a spot where I'm having a lot of pause and I'm really not sure if this is obtainable, I think this is a good total that you can tease down. We love those teasers on here. The six point teasers. You can tease that one down. That might be one to consider, but I hate taking unders with chiefs with the chiefs games here, Alan. I feel like that's a lot of people feel that way too, but at least the way that they've been playing, I'm not confident they're going to hit the over 54. It's a big number. Um, and I agree with you. The, the, the thing that, that I hate is, you know, playing unders are never fun. It's just 60 no. minutes of stress. And especially when you have to do it with just the Chiefs alone, and now you have to do it with the Chiefs and the Bills. However, you know, your fun meter doesn't mean anything in terms of making money. But <laughs> if we're looking at 54, we're looking at that. Let's just break it down. That's a 29 to 25 game. Do yeah. I think that that game can get 29-25? Absolutely. Like, yeah. the numbers tell me to play the under, my gut tells me to play the over, and I think I'm going to ride that over. But, you know, the question that you asked on the previous game, like, how high do I go? We're probably at the ceiling right now. Like, yeah. I, I'm not going too terribly much higher. But 54, yeah, I, I'll give it a ride on that. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. everybody, everybody, awesome. this was, how many points were we supposed to see with Buffalo and Baltimore last week? And then it's – 17 to three with a defensive touchdown. Um, So look, the difference is the Ravens wanted to run the ball and the bills completely shut that down. Uh, And Lamar Jackson wasn't going to be able to air it out the way he needed to. And then he goes down and misses, you know, a full quarter. So Mahomes and Allen can get the ball downfield and get those points for you pretty quickly. Um, I don't like that. So I almost kind of the numbers line up with the under and then I, I almost kind of like the under. I feel like, the, like we said, the moment's going to be a little big for Buffalo. They only scored 10 offensive points last week against the Ravens. The Chiefs defense isn't quite as good, but the secondary is better. Like we said, maybe it shuts down digs a little bit. I don't think the Bills are going to put up a ton of points in this game. Mahomes is dinged up. So the Chiefs going to put up a ton of points in this game. I kind of like the under. I just don't – I'm not going to play it. I don't think, I don't know yeah. why maybe it's, maybe it's the best play in the game, but I'm, I'm just going to be rooting for these short home favorites this weekend and, and sticking to that going with player props, I guess, if we want, like, if I want over exposure, I'm going to look at, at Kelsey really. Can I, can I ask a question real quick, real quick before we go, uh, or transit to the next part. Um, let's talk about Patrick Mahomes injury just for a second. Sure. That's like, what I was going okay. next. Yep. So, yeah. So we've got the concussion part. That part I'm not worried about. The turf toe, I actually worry more about. So Great. going and talking about the spread and talking about the totals, and I didn't mean to take your wind, you know, of the next topic you're going to talk about, but how does it go into that we're legit one play away from no Patrick Mahomes in this game? Yeah. And if he's out of this game, your over is done. Your, yeah. your spread might be done. You know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far, but like your total is finished. If Patrick Mahomes goes out anytime before middle of the third quarter, your total is done. Chad Henney is not putting up anytime, anytime before the fourth quarter. I would. Say. Yeah, I agree. So yes, yeah, so I just wanted to pose it. Like, like that is also a thing that's in my head thinking, all right, I might not play this over because of exactly just that. 
No, Alan, I, I'm on I'm on the same page with you because where, where I was going to go next was, yeah. do you take this total now? Because I feel like that if you're, you know, on the sharp side, the line is already baked into whatever side you're taking is already baked into Patrick Mahomes being in this game. For all the public betters, once that news comes out, how much does this line shift with Patrick Mahomes being in? I mean, is it a big movement? Is it a small movement? Do people already have that mentality already? But because it's like, you know, we have some injuries that it's like, okay, you know, Mike Evans might be out of this game. Devontae Adams might be out of this game. You know, how much is that really worth to the spread? We're talking about Patrick Mahomes. You know, the biggest part of this game, aside from Josh Allen, if he ends up being ruled in, do you see that this line shifts one way or another more? Or do you think it's kind of already as is and we don't see much of a movement here? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be too terribly much, but I think there will be a little bit. Like, and here's where Vegas is going to kind of play games is that you're right. They've already baked in this entire situation because we all kind of understand what it's going to be. Patrick Mahomes is going to start this game. There's yeah. no question about that whatsoever. But the public is going to hear injury reports yesterday, today, Friday, and they're going to bet the Chiefs. And then you're going to see big money come in on the Bills probably Saturday and kind of bring the number right back to where we're at, you know, yeah. right now. But yeah, I mean, it's going to go a little bit right now because the public's going to keep hearing Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, and they will, you know, they'll throw their tickets on it for sure. Alan's right on there. When Mahomes gets ruled in, I think this is going to go to three and a half, and then everybody's going to buy back that very important key hook, uh, and it'll go back to three. I'm really more curious if, you know, I, I do think that people are going to pile on the bills. I'm more curious if this closes, if it goes to three and a half when Mahomes is ruled in, comes back to three on Saturday or whatever. And then on Sunday, is it going to get to two and a half? And that's when you wait and get the Chiefs right before kickoff. Uh, I, I'm very curious to see if it comes back to that because I think there's, even though I think it can move to three and a half when Mahomes gets ruled in, I think there's more of a chance this closes at two and a half than three and a half. We saw some pretty heavy line movement at the end, uh, right before that game with the Ravens last week. I think it ended up closing at seven and a half. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of that again this week, too. I think it was seven and a half. I'm, I'm trying to pull it out no, real ba quick. Baltimore Buffalo, that was like a three. Oh, sorry. Um, um, for the Chiefs game last week, it ended up closing oh, at seven. Well, yeah, that, sorry. That's what, I, that's what I meant. That um, came all the way down from, yes. from 10 to like, eight, seven and a half. Yeah. It, it was a huge movement, like almost like a half hour before game time. So that's something to watch there too, as well. Real quick. I just wanted to get into the teaser that I'm going to be playing this week. Now that we've kind of hit on both games here. This is where I feel comfortable at six point teaser, which you can do on the DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're not sure how to do this, you basically pick the two bets, you select the parlay. And then when you do that, you get this little beautiful pink button that comes up that says teaser that is your best friend you want to pick you want to pick that thing six point teaser i am on bills plus nine and i'm getting the over under on buccaneers and and green bay down to 45 that gets you a nice minus 124 that is my 6.2 team teaser for this week any thoughts on that do we hate it do we love it i love it the, the bills are 17 and one against the spread six point teasers this season it's love it's it yeah, they're one they're one shy of the most teaser covers of that since 2000. So I, I'm I'm with you. I'm all over that. Yep. And the Bills, yeah, have been a great teaser piece, and I don't I think this is going to be a close game. So I, I can't I can't argue with that, even though I'll I'll be on the Chiefs. Um, we want to go player props in this game. Yes. Okay. Yes, so let's start with touchdowns. Um, 
Last week, Travis Kelsey was like minus 160 to score or so. Yeah. Minus 125 this week to score against the Bills. I feel like I need to play that. And again, like I was going to say when I was talking about the total, Alan's point, like we're one play away from Mahomes being off the field. That also matters for these props. Uh, Now, Kelsey was just under his yardage last week when Mahomes exited and he had that big completion downfield from Henny that got him over. So, you know, a talented tight end, like – it's going to hurt Tariq Hill a lot more if, if Mahomes goes out, then it's going to hurt a guy like Kelsey. The ball's going to go to Kelsey a lot more. I think it's safer to be with a guy like Kelsey than Hill in this game if we're going to factor in the Mahomes uh, injury stuff. So Kelsey minus 125 to score is, is one of my favorites. And then CEH was limited again, just like he was last week when he didn't play. What do we think about him? Like, is he going to play? I don't even want to screw with it. So you got to wait. Right. So my point is you got to wait for it. But if he's officially ruled out, um, we saw Williams as the featured back in, in that game. And he Buffalo, nothing special in terms of run defense, except for last week when they absolutely dominated Baltimore. Uh, Williams is plus two ten to score. I think that's not like, I don't love it, but I just think the number is good. there, getting more than more than two to one. Let me say this real quick, going off prop ads. All right, so Patrick Mahomes has a rushing touchdown in three straight playoff games, okay? Yeah. I'm saying that to say this. That toe issue, that head issue are a real thing. We saw last week what they do every single time when they're when they're tight in the red zone is they go straight to that kind of option veer play with Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Him being injured, they might switch that to Williams. Right. Like, because they don't want to run and get Mahomes injured. So that what you said, that might be a brilliant play right there. I want to talk about Travis Kelsey because, as we said last week, the Unreasonable Odds podcast now has its own odds boost over on the DraftKings Sportsbook. We will be promoting the hell out of that, so don't worry about how you can find it, but it'll be on all of our Twitter pages, on the DraftKings Sportsbook Twitter page as well. We got a good one this week. I think it's going to be really enticing here. We have Travis Kelsey to go over 100 receiving yards and score a touchdown. What's the line on it? Well, you got to go find out. You got to go to sportsbook, draft, uh, sportsbook.draftkings.com to check that out. Of course, you can always download the app on your mobile device as well to check that one out. But this is why I love this odds boost. I'm, I'm, I promise I'm not biased. But you look at what Travis Kelsey has done this season. He's gone over 100 yards multiple, multiple times, and he's seen at least 10 targets in five straight games. In that span, he's averaging 109 receiving yards and a touchdown in each and every one of them. So if we did a boost over the past th- uh, five weeks, he would have hit that, uh, that, uh, that boost three times already. All of his touchdowns have come inside the red zone except one this season. So if they're not running the ball in, the ball has been going to Travis Kelsey. He has accounted for 26% of the red zone targets during the regular season. You know, again, I'm not just trying to say this because this is ours. I like this one a lot. I think as as long as Patrick Mahomes doesn't get injured, and that's obviously a big thing, but we could say that each and every week about every player that we boost. So as it stands right now, I think this has a really good chance of hitting. Yeah, I, I think you guys are right. I, I think I think Travis Kelsey is the safest, smartest play. And even if Patrick Mahomes goes out, Kelsey is even yeah. safer of a play, like Julian was saying. So yeah, I I agree with you completely. I, I love that boost. That's a that's a fantastic boost. Uh, yeah, all over that. You just look at the numbers. It's like no one piece of it 
is far off from expected to happen. Like yeah. Kelsey's yards are 94 and a half with minus 118 yeah. on the over. So getting to 100, very realistic, almost favored on, on DK Sportsbook. And then he's minus 125 to score a touchdown. So the, the juice is there. Both of these things are things that the odds dictate should happen in this game. Uh, now it's a parlay and you need both to happen, but yep. you know, a hundred yards with a touchdown that kind of goes hand in hand with having a good game, breaking one off, even though you said only one has come from out of the red zone. Um, I, I think this is a very nice correlated odds boost that, that we're going to put together here. Uh, last play prop. I want to, I want to touch on real quick. How do we feel about Stefan Diggs over 94 and a half on paper? Shouldn't be a problem. I mean, he is the most heavily targeted guy on the bills that has been Josh Allen's BFF. But he's going to face probably one of the toughest matchups he's had in these playoffs, maybe even over the past five or six weeks. This is a very underrated Chiefs secondary. I don't feel like people give them enough love for how good they've been. Yeah, I agree. And if you're going to if you're going to take down the Bills and stop them, you have to try to stop Stephon Diggs. So this right now it's even on both sides, minus 112 for the over or the under. I'm kind of leaning the under here. It's no fun. I don't want to sweat this one out, but. That feels like a number I do want to take advantage of because the hype, the numbers are there for digs, but this is going to be a damn tough matchup. It is. Um, uh, let me say this, uh, uh, that number. And also, do we know what uh, the over under on his receptions are, are set at by any chance? Yeah, I can tell you that real quick. Yeah. And not to put you Diggs on the- re- digs receptions is seven and a half with minus okay. one, minus one Oh six to the over minus minus one eighteen to the under. All right. That's and the, re- the reason I asked is this, Stefan Diggs has 17 games this season with six more receptions. 17. It's incredible. Like what you're saying, like he is Josh Allen's guy. He's going to get targets. Like it doesn't matter if you, if you put Tyron Matthew and Jalen Ramsey in an all-star secondary, Josh Allen's going to throw to him. Does not matter, right? So he's going to get the opportunity to get all of that, you know, all that yardage. Um, does he do it? I think it depends on how you feel, how Buffalo is going to do and operate in this game. Like if you feel that Buffalo is going to get to, I don't know, 21 points, probably because it's, it's going to take that. Right. So you're kind of, you're kind of basing this off of, do you think Buffalo is going to, you know, how high of a point total do you think that they get? And I think that kind of dictates, you know, where you go with, with Stefan Diggs because Stefan Diggs essentially is, you know, the offense of this team, if that makes sense. Yep. I'm not, I'm not brave enough to play the under on digs with the season that he's, <laughs> yeah. season that he's having. Like I'm already going to be on the chiefs. So if I, if the chiefs lose probably means digs has a pretty good game. Now I'm losing multiple bets. I'm already going to be on Kelsey over <laughs> if the chiefs lose. Now I'm, I don't, I don't want this to spiral out of control. Yeah. Um, a good hedge. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I'm 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 keeping it keeping it with what I what I trust most. I do know that you know Diggs led the league in in receiving, but Adams missed time. Like, why is why is Diggs seven yards higher than than Devonte Adams, who's like the man at wide receiver right now? If sure. I'm playing one, I would rather look to Adams. Um, just a thought. I mean, it's different games. It doesn't really go together at all. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna be passing on anything anything Diggs related this week. I think. And just real quick to note, you know, the DraftKings Sportsbook is expecting a much, much better game than when he faced the Chiefs back in week six. Six receptions for 46 yards did score in that game, but they really, really contained him. And that's kind of, I don't want to just base it off that was one a rain, game. That was a rain game, too. 
I don't. I do believe you're correct. Yes, but it was a, but it was still, like a weird weather. It was the first Monday afternoon game too. Yep. But weird. that is that they really contained him in that one, and that was a, a 26-17 game too. So fairly low scoring game in that one too as well. But just something to note when kind of placing your bets here, I, I don't want to take a one game sample because Jigs has been phenomenal the rest of the year, but he was absolutely contained in that one game when they did face him earlier in the year. Any closing thoughts before we wrap up? This show? I just want to say one, we have matchups on DK Sportsbook, and it, the, the green Bay Tampa game is f- full right now. There's like six, seven of them. Um, more will come up for chiefs bills, but we only have one player prop matchup. It is most receiving yards. Travis Kelsey versus Stefan Diggs, both set at 94 and a half. So this is set at a pick them between the two. That is an interesting prop. That is. Yeah. And I lean Kelsey, but I would rather play Kelsey's yards than bet on him to play, have a better game than Diggs. I think. Yeah. The bills are just so soft in the middle. That's, that's where it kind of gets me there. And that's, that's, that's been the bread and butter for Patrick Mahomes. If he's not hitting, if he's not hitting Hill, it's been Kelsey. I feel like I'd lean that way too. All right, that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. Want to thank our guy, Alan Bell from CBS Sportsline for coming on in this one. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at AllenBell247. Just loads on his timeline of trends and everything to help you make smart betting decisions. So please be sure to go follow him. Want to thank for coming on, man. Great, great analysis. Really sharp stuff. Man, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Thank you so much, Rhett. Thank you again. Absolutely. All right. For Steve Buchanan, Julian Edlow, we will see you all next week. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.